Just because it's getting cold outside doesn't mean you got nothing to do. We're going to go over our winter checklist just for you, right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Keeping it real all the way through winter, man. (laughs) Can you believe it's almost here? There's only one way to keep it real. How's that? And that's to do it through winter. (laughs) Spoken like a true expert. A true Mm -hmm. expert. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We have huge development. You want me to go over it? Well, um, I have my housekeeping list for you. So I don't don't have it available. Well, no, no, I'm going to, I'm saying before you get too far into development, I'm telling you that I'm prepared to go over housekeeping items. I don't want to get into this 20 minutes from now. You're like, you forgot to tell me. So (laughs) (laughs) when you dig into this huge development, just know that it's an hour later for the housekeeping. Okay. Well, let's do, let's, let's try something new today. Let's go over housekeeping up front and then we don't have to worry about it. How's that? Okay. Okay. I can dig it. You like that? I do. Shoot. So greenhouse temperature. Oh, snap. Mm -hmm. So today it is 83 degrees outside and it's 97 in there. But at night Mm. it has been, well, lately it's, see, it's jacked up because it's not really cold yet. So I'm not really mm-hmm. focusing on it too much. But when I check it at night, it's still hovering about three degrees over. But the interesting thing is, thus far, right before the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. In the morning, when the sun rises. Okay. Yeah, because usually it only comes up in the morning, not mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. Right before the sun comes up, when it's warm, the temperature in the, drain- in the greenhouse actually gets one degree cooler than outside. But when it was cool... It stayed four to five degrees above it. Very interesting. Mm, I don't think it's that interesting, but okay. You don't find that interesting that when it's warm outside, it gets cooler, but when it's cold, it gets warmer? I, I'm, I'm inclined to think like, I, I think we need to check the stats on that one. You think uh, I'm just high? Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> 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 I like to have my people look at that info before I prepare, I'm prepared to comment on it. Yeah. So, yeah. But we're coming up into a couple days of rain, so it'll be about even because there yeah. won't be a lot of sun coming in. Yeah, I was in the backyard um, this past weekend and I was um, thinking about specifically the sun. This was pretty early and how quickly the sun got up to, you know, I should say quickly, I'll say quickly, got up to the front yard and um, you know that it's much lower in the sky mm-hmm. and how quickly the backyard was like, you know, there's no sun back there, yeah. you know, and it's overcast makes a hell of a difference when it comes to whether or not you'll be able to actually take a good picture back there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Luckily, because all of my veggies back there are like, we don't need no stinking sun. You're damn right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's an important thing to um, think about. And let's put a pin in that and finish going through your housekeeping items. All right. Second housekeeping item is um, caller. Are you there? Listener question. Oh, no. Actually, you know what? We do not have one once again. So okay. um, that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, I think the issue is that since it's getting to be winter, it's getting out of a lot of people's minds mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because we were getting daily questions. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, and since we put a pin in it, that was one thing I wanted to talk about was low light vegetables mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um you know it's just we'll, we'll replace the listener question with a tip for the listener okay so um you know what how much sunlight are you getting in your garden right now a um, day? my front yard garden is probably getting i'd say still full sun um you gotta move your hours. mic up Yep, the I'd YouTube mic. Say, yeah, the YouTube mic. Yeah. I'm just going to guess I'm terrible at this. I think, let me put it this way. I think the uh, front yard garden gets sunlight from around 9 to 3. So is that 6 hours or something? 6 hours, yeah. Yeah. And the backyard garden is probably getting sun like maybe 2 to 3 hours of like direct sun. Yeah, um, and so... You know, six hours is minimum for a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. But as you well know, there are plants that thrive in six hours. And um, one of the big ones that pops out to me is actually spinach. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's one of the last ones you can plant. And it only requires three to five hours of sunlight to grow. So. And it can grow in cooler temps too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you threw a row cover over it, you could mm-hmm. probably extend. I mean, you know, let's face it right now, unless you live somewhere like way south, it's mm-hmm. a little too late. But just, you know, for the future, um, that really helps. So, and, you know, it's like in my area where I'm in zone 8A, I don't have, like, some of these things won't die. You're but they won't. Eight, wait, you're in 8A, Leonard? Oh, Leonard fact checked it. Yeah, I'm in 8A. What did okay. you think I was? So we, so I'm in 6A. We've talked for like 30 episodes about you being in 7A. No, no, no. We rem- remember we had uh, learned differently. Mm, I don't think that we is you and I. Yeah, we. So we did learn about it on a podcast that it actually didn't get recorded that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we're coming back and. In January, we are 100% talking about zones because there's some ish going on that we got to talk about. But yeah, I'm in 8A. So um, that changes everything, like every conversation that we've had. No, it does not. (sighs) No, it absolutely does. Like we knew from the very beginning that our garden seasons uh, and weather was very different but we mm-hmm. were talking about it under the guise of, oh, well, we're just a zone apart, you know? Oh, well, we, you know, our first and last frost dates are just a few weeks off, right? Which um, they are. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll come back to the episode at the top of the year because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole yet. Um, no, because that's ours. Yeah, but two zones for me 
right? Like you are very close to the jealousy that I feel for those Californians. Like you know, you know what? I'm in the heartbreak zone. I don't know what that means, but you did just break my heart with this. No, my heartbreak. News. A heartbreak. A heartbreak zone is like where like you could stay warm enough to continue to grow, mm-hmm. but then you'll get like a freak cold, chilly night. When I say chilly, I mean like in the teens. That would just wipe everything out if you're not careful. Mm, okay. Do you have something flying over your head? No, I was looking because I didn't realize like it's one o'clock in the afternoon and it's like, you know, barely light outside. We have some weather coming in. And so I was looking to see if I could turn on my light in this office, but I wanted to make sure that it didn't turn on the fan. So thanks for being in my business. You're welcome. I'm sitting here staring at you. (laughs) You see that? No, I don't. Yeah, all right. We're just going to have to say that you have me. I have you. <laughs> You're here. So, yeah, um, it's it's like it can grow, but in my zone, if it doesn't get cold enough, it'll stop growing, but it mm-hmm. won't die, and then it'll come back when it warms up. Yeah. So, I hate to break your heart five minutes into the episode, Achy, though. Achy, breaky heart. All oh, right. my gosh. There you go. So, before you ripped out my garden spirit, you were going somewhere. I took us off course here. You you sure did. Recalibrating. I was just going to announce our threads. Ah, yeah, let me see. All right, I got to move some mics around so it might get hard to hear Yeah, be careful. Don't flash us either now. Just, you know, give me a partial stand up. I'm just saying. This is what you're going to (laughs) get. So we have t-shirts available with our logo um, and we have other goodies available. If you would like to get them, um, you can check them out on our Instagram, YouTube, all those pages. There's a link in our bios Mm -hmm. and um, help support the podcast, man. Help us uh, grow so we can continue to get the equipment that we need to make this thing run smoothly. Yeah. But um, you missed the opportunity to say, help us grow so we can help you grow. No, I'd love that for you. Okay, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's some stuff that can be used as gardening tools, which I'm actually kind of excited about. I had like a Mm -hmm. little like brainstorming session. So um, I tried to make them as affordable as possible for you guys because we love you. And there's tank tops, sweatshirts, T-shirts, multiple colors, sizes, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. check it out. And now I'm at the stage where um, the weather is... So we went cool down to freezing um just like overnight temps for a couple of nights um Mm -hmm. then we had a spike and so we had days like more than a week where the temperature was 70 plus degrees during the day and most of the day right um so i've gone from my you know garden winter fall sweater back to a tank top Um, I see that. And the important thing to note, though, is we're getting to the point now where I'm inside cooking more. So remember we talked about how your house is a bit warmer when you have the stove on. Yeah. Um, And so now this is the I wasn't raised this way. And my grandmother, God rest her soul, would be disappointed. And I won't tell my mother this truth. Um, But I do dress indoors like I wear, you know, kind of summer clothing. Like I was raised where you put on long pants. You put on, you know, damn near thermals indoors, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's what you do. Don't dare go to that thermostat, you know. So, 
So yeah. when I lived up in New England, we would have um, in the wintertime, once a week, we'd have Hawaii days. And <laughs> yeah. that's where I would stoke the wood stove and get it as hot as it could. Mm-hmm. And I would get the um, house to about 96 degrees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we'd open all the doors and run around in our underwear or, you know, <laughs> just be crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it was a, the, the slightest amount of joy I could bring myself in the wintertime because I hated yeah. winter up there. Hated it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Also, with the warmer temperatures folding into the, the stove being on or the oven being on, um, you know, this heat's being trapped. You know, so I I probably am going to get another three or four days out of kind of this weather trickling in. I was actually looking at the forecast going all the way until the end of November. This we'll talk about, you know, kind of what December looks like. Um, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah. And I'm, I went back to look at November 2019 um, and... There's a whole conversation we should have, and not now, but we should have around cold, perception of cold, cold for gardening. Actually, maybe it is now. Cold, like what does cold mean for gardening versus, you know, just to the body? Um, I was looking at some of the temps from 2019 and November in particular and thinking, gosh, there's still a lot that would already be when we would stay growing and just be fine. Um, because in Chicago in zone six, a we're staying true with that. Um, last year, as an example, like we had some, some dips where it got to freezing, but mm-hmm. the lows were like mostly in the high thirties upper, you know, or more like the forties as the low. Yeah. And that's still some pretty good growing weather. I'll have to remember this come spring when things start to warm back up to those temps. Yeah. There's it's, you know, it's crazy when you think about the temperatures during, you know, November, December, and everybody's like, oh, it's so cold mm-hmm. outside. And in all reality, man, a lot of people can still grow yeah, and have excellent gardens. I mean, like right now, for instance, like we're still getting like 70-ish days, 70s, mm-hmm. mid-70s, but the nights are getting a little bit cooler, cool enough to where like finally all of my seedlings that I have out there are Mm. now starting to flourish and they really are starting to look like it's starting to look like a garden again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's funny because it took time because it had to get cool enough. So while we might be bundled up in our house, Mm -hmm. my lettuce is like, hell yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm fitting to show everybody what Mm -hmm. I can do. So it's, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's a good point because we think of it as being cold, but in all reality, it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. now there and, are some people that are cold. And um, for your November and December, a lot of places, your um, the ground hasn't frozen yet. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a real important point when it comes to what you're growing. I mean, I'm not outside planting anything. Um, nor are many gardeners. Um, but once your your soil freezes, you know, whatever you have out there is going to look a little bit different. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> like not there. Uh-oh. Bless you. I th- yeah, damn it. Mm-hmm. I thought the it was coming. You? Like, okay. I still, I'll still extend it to you. Thank you. I can't stand it when a sneeze goes away. That's the worst. Because <laughs> you, you, at that point, now you're totally off guard because it's coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. 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 And then if I do it, you're going to do it, so. No, no. No, I don't. It's contagious. No. Like a yawn. Nope. Don't buy it. 
We'll see over the course of this. Contagious? I think I think they are, but I don't think sneezes are. No, they're not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I continue planning up until the last minute. Mm-hmm. You know, especially now that I have the greenhouse, I'm going to continue. I'm going to plant everything I can just to kind of see what takes this year. Yeah. So I put some more parsnips out. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. growing. And I had some um, some carrot seeds. You know the easy sow seeds. Mm, the ones you know that are coated. About? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had some of those, and I I didn't have any luck with them in the spring. And I was like, look, I got to get rid of them. So they're already open. Let me see. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're starting to come up. So okay. Um, okay. I don't think I'll buy them again, though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's too hit or miss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't know what that coating is. Um, it's they they call, they refer to I don't know what it is either, but they refer to them as pelleted, pelleted, pelleted. Yeah, pelleted. yeah, yeah. It's supposedly yeah, it's, stuff to help it flourish, but yeah, from what I understand, it, you have to keep it real wet to crack that. It does because I've seen it like it comes across kind of reddish or pinkish, and it, and I look yeah. at it like I don't know. <laughs> no, it looks I mean, like a nerd. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Candy. Oh, I forgot all about those. Yep, yep, yep. So, but yeah, I'm I'm continuing to plant as much as I can. Just see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. So by we'll the time see. this airs, I should have uh, started some seeds, and that's where we'll leave it, and we shall update folks as I dup, dup, bup, dup. He's leaning in, guys and gals. Just, you know, nope, no questions, no follow up, no comment. I'm gonna hit you up afterwards, and <laughs> I gotta know. I need a precursor because, uh, yeah, I'm curious. So, um, yeah, and if you're not watching this on YouTube, you should because it's yeah. a whole new experience. Well, maybe not so much because you didn't tell me that I had a bit of shine here. That's a part of your before air checklist. Oh dear goodness, Leonard, wipe it off. Mm. No, it's a whole thing here. It's okay. Leonard was supposed to remind me of these things, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to what his I'm problem is. This at, I'm, I'm glowing. This is the you end are of glowing the today. Season glowing. Yeah. It's the end of the season glow, mm-hmm, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's um. You know, the closer we get to winter, I think I can hear everybody's hearts cry just a little bit more. And yeah. I'm hoping that a lot of you may have taken our advice and started a fall garden, and so you're mm-hmm. still enjoying it. But um, best decision you know, ever. Yeah. So, because you've got a lot of stuff going. Yeah, I and yours do. is looking good I too. Do. I did. The only thing that um. I have, I've realized like, and of course it is because I planned this this way. All of my lettuce was cold tolerant. I look back at the packages um, because there's some things that we have going on and I wanted to make sure I understood kind of um, what I've saved and what I have and all of that. But all of the lettuce is cold tolerant. I do notice the pak choy is bolting. It's going to flower. Um, and I don't think I'm going to be able to hold it out and, and let it go to seed. I'd love to do, do that, but I just think the weather's going to kill it before it does that. Yeah. Um, and then I can see the remnants of one, uh, lettuce, one or two lettuce plants. I saw them starting to, uh, like just pre bolt, you know, how it gets kind of stalky like in the center. Yeah. Um, so I've just pulled that one versus the cut and come again method and just, you know, toss that into a salad. Um, so going back, those things were started in July from seed planted in September. So that's still pretty good. You know, like if I was actively eating it all, I'd be done with it, but I still have a bunch of stuff from the summer garden that I was munching on. So yeah, yeah I'm feeling really I good. I planted some lettuce 
two months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm an idiot. Well, I'm just I'm gonna come on, Batavia, show me a little <laughs> bit of love. So I I went out and I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta get it, you know, I I'm, I'm, I gotta get set, you know, yeah. I had some seedlings that I grew, but I know that we need to have more than like, I mean, like right now we have about thirty heads of lettuce growing mm-hmm. or romaine lettuce, whatever you want to call them. But I, when I bought them, they were already starting to bolt. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it'll be fine. It's going to cool off. And then it got yeah. hot. And I was just yeah. like, I just paid for like bolting lettuce. Yeah. And it pissed me off. So, yeah. um, and that was my own fault. Like I looked at them and I was like, yes, I think that's about to bolt. But I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. So, and then yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and try and eat it in a salad. And I, I cut a piece. And I, oh, no. It was literally the most bitter lettuce I've ever eaten. And it wasn't even close to bolting. Yeah, and that's a variety thing as well. Um, but, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm sure you fed it to the chickens, right? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. They ate it up. Yeah. They were fighting over it. I mean, this is. are you still doing um, garden walks, daily garden walks? I do them every day of the year. Okay. So, um, that's the, this time of year, if you've not stayed true to that, it's very easy for you to walk up and say, wait a minute, what? You know, and because there may be less in your garden, you think that would mean you pay more attention to it. But I wonder if like me, some people are like literally doing just a cursory, you know, like I walked past it. Cause I, I mean, the. I think they're like four sizable Pak Joy plants and two of them are full on like you see the flower heads. And I'm like, when the hell did that happen? You know? Yeah, it happens fast. And this is a tough time of year, too, because it gets hot, cold, hot, cold, mm-hmm, hot, cold, mm-hmm. hot, cold. You know, yeah. especially for me, like it'll be 90 degrees and it'll be 70 degrees. And so it's it's tough. Like, And that's actually a, that's pretty, pretty hot. So for me, the highs were 70. This the Pak Choy and from what I've read, Pak Choy and Pak Choy actually bolt pretty quickly. You know, so, I mean, that's, it's meant to be harvested really, you know, kind of a full um, plant, if you will. Um, not so much the cut and come again. So I just think their, their life cycle is a bit shorter. Yeah. Um, but for me, my temperatures, the highs are 70. So it's not like it's a heat wave coming in, but for you, yeah. you're getting to like tropic weather back and forth. So, yeah, it's really confusing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like literally the other day I walked my son to the bus stop and I had pants on in a long sleeve shirt and then later on that afternoon i had shorts on barefoot with a tank top on debating on whether or not to take the tank top off because i was so hot see it's very very common for this time of year october and november december we're all in but october november it's very common to see someone at nine or ten o'clock in the morning in chicago with like full like almost winter coat you know, yeah. with a hat because they're anticipating coming back home at six, seven, eight. It's full on dark, you know, in November yeah. by then. Um, and the temperature could be, it could be a 40 degree. Yeah. On a hot day, it could be a 40 de- degree swing, but you're probably yeah. going to get minimally get 20 degree temperature drop. You yeah. Know, so, and that's big too. Mm-hmm. And you know, and mm-hmm. that, so that stresses plants too. So, yeah. yeah, you know, cause then they get hot and then they get cold and then they get mm-hmm. hot and then they get mm-hmm. cold. So, that's the thing. Like in the greenhouse, for instance, like I don't have a shade cloth right now, but I'm going to get one for next year. Yeah. So, and I just wanted to see how hot it would get. It does not take much. So mm. it's, um, what's well, actually a good point because that, um, shade cloth, your neat in, initial thought just based on the name is about the sun. And we've talked a lot about how there isn't as much sunlight hours, but right. you know, it's, 
it's managing against the heat as well in general, right? Cooling things off. Yeah? No? Yeah, the shade cloth doesn't block it out completely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? You know that, I right? Guess my, so you, I guess my question so is, like let, a, me, let, me, let me ask a question versus making an assumption then. So with less sunlight okay. hours, would you need a shade cloth this time of year? Or is that something really that would be late spring, early summer next year? If I'm growing something that is sensitive to heat, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the shade cloth, what it does is it blocks a certain amount of the light. So, you know, you can get different Yeah, yeah. Transparencies, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, different weaves, whatever you call it. But um yeah, so right now, like and if I like if if I had the chance to do it this year, I would have I would still have tomatoes in the greenhouse growing probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was going scrolling past with my chair to get a um, paper towel, and I was wondering if you were just going to give me a little bit of latitude there and let me do my thing. <laughs> I was, and then you called shook. yourself out. Yeah. Um, so that's helpful for those that are still gardening in um, the higher zones. You know, those eight A and above people. Did you, did you feel that? Did you feel what I was throwing down there? I did. You don't I have feel to... like Leonard needs to listen back to all of the episodes. Um, I'd like to understand when this was declared. And I feel like if it was really declared, you would have made a note of it in kind of all of these episodes since then. So... I'm questioning it. I thought 8A, which I'm hung up on, was like, oh, we were talking about your greenhouse maybe may take you to 8A. But whatever, you know. No, my greenhouse will take me to 9. Do you see how green I am? No. But so look, but listen, I'm not sold on that zone up thing. I'm not sold yet. Based so, on the you know what? style next, that no, I have. Next episode, it's going to be like, you're gardening in zone 10 in the greenhouse. <laughs> if I put a heater in there, I will be, yeah. Oh, it, did we get any new applications for another co-host in a colder zone? <laughs> <laughs> we need the balance. We need one in the Antarctic and one in the... Yeah, um, just when we didn't think misery love <clears throat> company, here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> So look, we need to talk about winter. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Need, let's let's do that. We need to do. Yeah, this, I'm super so. excited about talking about winter. Absolutely, yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but you know what? It, it's not as depressing as I would think because as we wrote these out, um, there's a lot to do, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of important stuff to do. Yeah, and if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I gotta get this winter checklist. I gotta write it all down. Don't worry about it. We send it out at the beginning of winter on December 21st, we send out a newsletter that has this exact same thing Mm. on it. So if you want it, head over to backyard gardens TV and sign up for the newsletter. And then we can send that out to you. And the added benefit of that is you'll be signed up for all of our seed giveaways that we do for here on out, as long as you're a subscriber. But I um, I want to just cover off on the December winter stuff. What are you thinking? Okay. I don't want to give it all away. I don't want to I don't want to just inundate us with winter just yet. Yeah. I want to baby step into it. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's do that then. We'll we'll see 
on our time how much we have, but um, what are we like two hours in? Knowing us, we could get through like the first part, the very first check on the checklist, and it'd be four hours in. So, what's the over <laughs> under on whether I had lunch before we started here? I don't know what that means because I'm not a gambling man, but whatever <laughs> is going to make me lose the most money, I would say you have not eaten yeah. yet. I so, finished um, um, a cookie and a half with an, as an attempt to like power through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll go until, you know, my body is no longer able to function without chewing something. Okay. All right. Do it. So the first one is easy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the most important. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm really, really ready to actually do this first one, too. Take time to recover from the successful garden season you just had. That's the most important one, I think. Nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Nope, nope, no, nope, man, nope, you, nope. You got to take time to reflect. No, no, that's not it. You know what's next. No, I don't, because you must be looking at a different list than me. No, I mean, I'm just like, (laughs) you know, reflecting. This time of year, I do get, I balance the bitterness with being Obviously, you get sentimental. Yeah, and and against the sappiness, because I love to reflect. Not all year long, but at this time of year, I just get caught up all in it, so. It's so important. Well, okay, so first of all, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Taking time. (laughs) Yeah. Taking the time. So what does that mean to you, though? Yeah. Because it's subjective. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. um, Big word for the day, subjective. Yeah. I think for me, it is less about. um, What was that? Is somebody uh, killing a cat? No, it's a fire truck. That was just the one. Sounded like somebody stepped on a cat. Yeah. Yeah. for me, um, remind me to tell you about my neighbor too before I, okay. I get too far down the road. That should have been a part of housekeeping. Um, I feel like it is like not solutioning, right? You know, so it's if this was on a scale of meditating, it's the calming my mind, like taking the time to just really, whether it's eating a dish from something you may have in the freezer from your garden. Um, it's really that moment of pause where I'm not trying to work through what my garden plan is, you know, for next year, I'm not trying to work through garden problems from this year and trying to like none of that. Right. Like no troubleshooting. Cause yeah. that, there's a time for that, but this isn't that. Right. You know, it's a time to for me to pause and think back to, wait a minute, was that how many pounds of tomatoes did I have not to beat myself up about? Did I really plant too many? None of that, you know. Um, So, yeah, in these last couple of episodes that we have really speak to that, too. You know, taking that time. Yours is totally is not totally different, but it's definitely different than mine. Mm -hmm. So mine is like I take some time of some sort, you know, and let's face it, we're getting into the holiday season. So we're already busy. And I take that time and say, I'm not doing anything for the garden. I'm not going to worry about it. You know, I'll go, I might go out there and do some garden walks depending on what's growing, but I just, I don't really want to get hung up on it. I don't want to plan anything. I don't want to look back and say, this is what was wrong. This is what was right. I don't want to do any of that. Now, obviously, That's everything this, I just said, though. Yeah. 
Okay, so maybe it was. I just in my head it sounded different. But obviously this year it's going to be a little different because we're doing the podcast mm-hmm. and other content. So, but even still, like I don't want to. I want to f- spend that time with my family. I want to mm-hmm. spend that time focusing on just some other things that are important. Because let's face it, man, a garden can kind of take over sometimes depending on how involved you get. You know so, what I mean? I mean? That, that could come across as more of like detaching. I'm uber distracted because I just got an alert on my phone for a tornado watch. Okay. That's not that's not where I live. Do you know, know the difference between a watch and a warning? No, but no. Do you want I don't me know. to help you feel better? No. I'd like okay. to sit in my anxiety for a moment. Okay, cool. So, um, so no, it's, that's almost like detaching from the garden, though. You know. Yeah. Which I yeah, can dig I'm, it. I can dig it. I mean, it's a tough thing because, and see, now that I know that I have to start seeds basically almost right away, I really need that time to kind of just take off. Well, let me ask you though, it. like when you think about when you think about gardening, is it all one thing for you? So if you're doing anything gardening related, it's kind of like all of gardening. So for I bring that up because something like starting, you know, let's say I'm starting a, a flat of seeds or something, right? That does, I'm not in full garden mode at that point. You know, um, if I'm checking on some vegetables that cure it, I mean, it's still connected to my garden, but I mean, that's like a blip of time. Um, so yeah, I detach completely. Okay. All right. For some unspecified amount of time, however okay. long that is. I can I just, imagine that, that being healthy. I can dig it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, you know, and it wasn't as important to me when I lived in a northern climate because mm-hmm. I knew that, you know, the ground was going to freeze hard. And yeah. it was just that was all she wrote. Yeah. But now it's like I know that things kind of calm down and they start to ramp back up, albeit mm-hmm. slowly. It's definitely a lot sooner. So I definitely take that time because I spend a lot of time researching stuff like Man, I, I got a mental problem. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to learn about such and such. I've already read two books about it, watched a bunch of stuff about it, and read three websites. But I'm going to go ahead and hit about five more and just double check well, all my facts. Well, you know what? Facts. It is a rabbit hole. So there are two things. It's kind of like there are two camps here. And I think you're probably straddling, you know, between the two because there were years that once, like, I literally left plants where they were over the garden come October you know, you got that first freeze. I'm still not wearing socks because I don't roll that way. Um, and I don't l- think about it in, unless I'm walking past these dead tomato vines, right? I don't think about it until that break in the weather in the spring. There were many years that I gardened exactly like that. There wasn't a whole lot to plan. I knew I was going to go to a big box store, see what was interesting, pick up some tomato starts, pick up some, you know, uh, cucumber starts and just roll with it. So there wasn't a lot of time that I was investing during that off period. Now that's one camp, right? And then the other camp is you're actually planning things around your garden. And that's where I've navigated towards, right? Um, And I feel like you've been there for a lot of years, right? There is a plan that you have around your garden that is developed and then implemented once the garden season comes. The first version was like, I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. I'll figure it out once I get to the point of planting. Um, So the first one, I didn't need to consciously take time off. It just happened. 
You know, it was months where I wasn't thinking about it at all. You know, now it's almost like some level of self-care, right? You kind of have to pause and yeah. say. Well, it's something that I'm, I'm, and we both are passionate about. But I've always, since day one that I started gardening, I always was like, I got to learn more. I got to learn more. I got to learn this, that, the other, you know, what's good here, what's good there, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've always just trying to further my knowledge mm-hmm. and it gets exhausting at times. And then the other aspect is it gets expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and especially in the, your first, let's say month of winter, um, you know, you're already buying stuff for Christmas and you're traveling and all that. So it's just like a lot of money is going in and out and in and out. And so this is a good time for me just to, like, like you said, detach from it, Mm -hmm. not worry about it, let all the financial stuff settle in my life Mm -hmm. and then move on because I'm very cost oriented when it comes to my garden. Like I definitely want to have as much of the garden as I can have, but I also want to make sure that I'm not running into the ground in the poorhouse trying to get something that I really have no business doing maybe or something because a lot of times in the winter time too is that's when you start finding deals and stuff like that so you know it all kind of changes but that detachment period is super important so agreed agreed so the next one do you want to do it or you just want me to read them off go for it but reflect on your garden wins and losses from the past year so, so now we talk about Batavia's cup of tea. Yeah, and this is actually, I feel like, important. Um, not just because it's in the newsletter, but I'm doing this, and you're doing it too, all throughout the year, but it's kind of like just in passing. It's kind of your natural, you know, you're going through in your mind this, that, and the other while you're in the garden, while you're working with food from the garden. But this is yeah. kind of like sit in your, your favorite spot on the couch, sit in your favorite chair, and actually go through them, like acknowledging what's a win and what's a loss. The further you get away from the garden season in my mind, the uh, more likely if you had mixed results that year, that you start to focus on the not so great things, you know? And so it's really easy to, um, to not remember those things that were really big, you know, that were really true wins. Like I love seeing people that kind of show a vegetable and they're like, I'm just so proud of that vegetable, that one thing they grew. And, what I want to make sure that we're trying to do is in December and January, like we're still going back and saying that one carrot was a win. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> right. Was that the I sneeze? Mean, was that the sneeze? There's a cough. Okay, Allergies. All right. all right. Yeah. My po- the pollen is uh, mm, brutal right now. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you completely because it's like, you know, I've always, I, and I'm a firm believer of this. If you watch a movie, Mm-hmm. And somebody comes to you and says, have you seen such and such movie? You go, no, I haven't. We're like, well, that movie sucks. Don't watch it. But 10 other people come up to you and say, that was a great movie. Yep. The negative one is always going to ring truest and loudest in your head. And so making a conscious effort to sit back and think about the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why we worded it wins and losses. Mm-hmm. And we even did a whole podcast episode about yeah. it is because it's important to really listen to that and say, what are the wins and losses? You know, what did I win? Mm-hmm. And then start there. And because, I mean, look, a lot of the year, I'm, I stay 
problem solving in the garden. Mm-hmm, Why is this mm-hmm. plant not doing good? Okay, what's this insect yeah. doing? Okay, is this wood mulch good? No. Okay, did I put enough compost in? Did I start this time? Is it time to plant yet? Yeah, I got to start the seeds now. Okay, is there enough water? You know, you're always constantly. It's just little micro adjustments. It's not mm-hmm, like it's like mm-hmm. this hugely stressful thing. Sure. But you kind of gloss over it. The whole, you know, the whole overarching story here. And so now, like, I've been going through during the fall. That's when I do most of my reflecting. Mm -hmm. But see, I'm still planting in the fall, so I'm still in that mode. But at the same time, I still have that feeling of, oh, I need to have, I need, you know, my tomatoes. What went wrong with my tomatoes this year? You know, blah, blah, blah. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. taking that time now to sit back and think about all of that can kind of it'll set you up for the rest yeah. of the winter yeah you know in yeah, an I mean, organized I, well, manner i think it sets me up to um it's it's a a capture like it's so it really kind of puts a bow on the year if you will the garden year um, because it's again, easy to focus on, you know, just the, the good stuff, just the bad stuff. We tend to lean towards some of the bad stuff. Um, but it allows, you know, us to really kind of pause, reflect. And then in my mind, it really kind of gives you the permission to move ahead. Right. You know, cause you want to watch this. You don't want to continue to just dig up last year. Like you don't want to continue to do that over and over again. No. I was going to make that real smooth, but I got ahead of myself. I got so excited about how clever I was about to be (laughs) where I made a whole announcement about I'm about to be clever. Um, So anyway, yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's a really important part. And so far, like there isn't work like, you know, we're we're a couple items into the checklist and there isn't work. And no, you're just thinking. Yeah. And I think but it's uber important, too, though. But I, I love the idea of like not only are you resting your your body there isn't physical effort associated with this um you know you're you're still going to benefit your garden you know if you go through these these well let me ask you this what does the season of winter mean to you um generally it's a downtime for me down meaning like um like downtime in the traditional sense um not emotionally down i think it is a because of our weather it's a time to kind of pause most things i'm instead focused on um you know creating if you will um so when i talk about self-reflection like i'm indoors a lot more in the winter here in chicago than i am any other time of the year Um, a lot of the things we do we do on a calendar year right you know so january starts something December in something, you know, um, so December, early January, that's where my head is. Then February, I'm just trying to survive, man. Just trying to, yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're holding based on. on the weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, winter is like a time of like rest and reflection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because typically speaking, and I mean, if you live like way up north or something and you're like all into snow sports and stuff like that, this might be your actual active yeah, time. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's never in my whole life, even when I lived up north and we would get snow all the time, I never, it was never really, my, I was always a little bit low, you know, calmer, mm-hmm, more relaxed. Mm-hmm. I slept more, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I used my time wisely because let's face it, you know, you've got 
three months to do a lot of this stuff anyways. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is just kick it off so it's more relaxed. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, interestingly enough, I'm basically living in between holidays. You know, it's kind of like. Everybody does. And it is, you know, it could be because it's not always the most pleasant experience for everyone that's a reality right for any number of reasons so it's kind of like once we get past january uh new year new me you know like once we get past that point um right it's a different mindset um because again you you have like january february for me from a garden perspective is the equivalent to now not 10 years ago but it's the equivalent to the fresh soil that just kind of gives me, you know, butterflies almost, right? Really? Um, yeah, it's, you know, I've, I've talked about the idea of like that new slate. I have a garden <clears throat> bed. Remember the place where the um, winter squash grew? It was like two by four next to the cage, baby. Really small spot. Yeah. And I had already pulled up um, the dead plants. And I just took a rake and pulled back that soil a little bit. And I mean, you're talking about like my face just getting brighter, you know, like there really is a connection that I have to that moment, that look. Right. Um, but that's kind of what that top of the year is like. And that's luckily still in winter for me. And it's something that allows me to continue to get through winter. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but you're still reflecting at this time. Um, I'm, I'm more so planning by the time we get to the top of the year. Um, but focusing on December, it is very much reflecting, right? right. Because I'm trying and to go through all of those checks and, and balances to get me to a place where I want to be able to plan in the new year. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think <clears throat> the important part about all of this, you know, saying all of this and doing all this is that you just take the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make a conscious decision to take the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, because once, you know, the next one we start getting into doing stuff, which is um, I usually take, you know, time, especially during this period, because, you know, this is for me, this can be the deadest part of winter. You know, at mm-hmm. this point, you're talking about the middle of January, roughly. So this is when winter is like at its peak for me. Yeah. And I know for you, you're, you know, you're really just getting started, Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, reading about new techniques and new designs and stuff you might want to use for the next year. Yeah. You know, so, um, and that can be a rabbit hole like you wouldn't believe. And that's why I think this is the one that you need to spend the most time on, you know, unless you just, you know, there were a lot of years and there's, I still pretty much like this. The only reason why I'm doing new stuff now is because my garden is only, this will be the fourth year in this garden. So I'm still building it. You know what yeah. I mean? I took a really slow approach to it. Yeah. But, um, you know, reading about the new techniques and stuff like, what do you want to change? What do you want to do? What do you want to grow? Stuff like that, you know, different timings and stuff like that. So, um, and it's, it pays, it really does pay to take that time and listen to the Backyard Gardens podcast and learn. No, I'm just joking. Actually, I'm not. But, you know, all the anywhere you go to get your information, it's really important to go through and just really, like, break down something that you had the loss of last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, for me, I had the septoria leaf spot on my tomatoes. So I need to figure out how can I combat that. Now, luckily, I, I know how to combat it. 
But if I want to pack my tomatoes in tight like that, then maybe I need to research more about proper ways of trimming them and intervals in between trimmings or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a lot of ways to kind of tackle that, you know, yeah. I'm adding a new garden uh, bed and I'm adding trellises and stuff like that next year. So I'm going to be researching that mm-hmm. and getting ready to do all that stuff. Yeah. So a real life example for me, like one that you just shared, <clears throat> probably 2017, 2016, something like that. Um, I had seen a bit about vertical gr- gardening, growing vertically. Mm-hmm. And um, most of the garden information that I got at that time, I got or came across during the garden season. And so um, by then I kind of have, I created my plan in the middle of Home Depot. I'm ready to go. Like I'm not trying to introduce anything super new. Um, so in, let's say June of 2016, I'm bookmarking vertical gardening and December of 2016 as an example. I think I may actually have a couple of sketches that are dated like December 2016 or 2017. I'm kind of working through what that could look like for me. Right. You know, so that's the time where I'm going to stop because I don't have any garden chores outside. I'm going to stop and actually research this to figure out, is it for me? What does it mean? What kind of food can I grow that way? What kind of food can I grow around it? So it's spot on when it comes to like, this is a really good time to do that because the next link is that it's going to connect to some of the things that you're actually going to start and or plan for your garden, like the actual vegetables because technique connects to the vegetables, right? You just talked about square foot gardening and tomatoes, maybe not so much, you know, of that connection. Uh, But yeah, I think it it absolutely makes sense. Um, And there isn't that feeling that could be overwhelming where you're in the midst of your garden season in the height of it. And then you're learning a whole bunch of new things, you know, like there's, there, there can be a time and place for that where it's easier for you to consume it, you know, Um, and, and make good decisions because we're in the throes of it in the summer. We're literally trying to throw everything against the, you know, uh, the wall trying to see what sticks where you're kind of in like a clearer head space, I think in your garden during the off season, you know? Yeah. We'll see. And right now is the time too, where I am fully like, I'm not in the garden Mm -hmm. so I can do all this stuff. And what that does for me in the summer is that allows me to garden and not worry about that stuff at all. So mm-hmm. while a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody or anything, and maybe nobody does this, but I do know people that do this as they garden, they're like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to do, I'm going to start growing this vertical now and that, 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 you know, and I've already mm-hmm. come up with my plan and made the decision that like, no, this is how I'm going to do it. And of course mm-hmm. I'll change something, change something throughout the year. But generally speaking, in the summertime, I'm not adding anything new. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. you, like this yeah. year, you didn't really add anything new. Mm-mm. No, you know, no, you kind of planted what of you plan. planted, and if anything, mm-hmm. I pull some things back from the plan versus adding something new. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's you know that's one thing that sets me up for the summer is to be more relaxed mm-hmm. and to really focus on what I'm growing, which allows me to be more successful at what I have. And don't get me wrong. There is always a space in my garden where I'm like, 
I'm fixing to put something in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I got yeah, something. Sure, you know, sure. I'm but I mean, always that's not a whole overhaul of the method, the way in which you garden, right? You no. know, um, it's the oh, let me try this vegetable, right? You know, I mean, I I get that. Oh, you know what? We actually went through the tomato sauce a lot faster than I thought, right? You know, so those things happen. I think it allows you because the thing I haven't. Sp- spoken we've talked about it before but the thing we haven't spoken in this episode is this is all to make you more successful and regarding to be more enjoyable you know that's what this is all for you know we're talking about a winter garden checklist this just isn't like an assignment um but I, i look at it and say um it allows you to start your plan in a plan that you can stick to um right i'm Remember, I said I'm rigid in other places in my life, but, you know, when it comes to the garden, I'm a, I'm a little bit more carefree, if you will. Maybe it didn't come across that way always. Um, but that's because in these recent years, I've kind of worked through these steps and I feel good about it. Right. right. And it's I don't abort the mission, you know, unless there's something really kind of bad happening. I can, I can I'm going to follow the course because, again, I spent that time researching it. I spent the time deciding maybe this isn't the year for the new technique. Maybe I'm going to roll with the way that I have been gardening. Right. Um, so and I think that that could be this one. This bullet could be the one for your new gardener, you know, because the question is, what does <clears throat> technique do you want to use for gardening or it can be for your experienced gardener if you're interested in trying something different or new sometimes we put a a negative connotation on new like wait a minute you're not trying something new are you um so so yeah yeah and see that's the issue i had this year is i tried a whole lot of things new yeah and i kind of got a little bit overwhelmed but at the same time my experience kicked in and i was like no just chill just kick it yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be cool. Like, you got this. Yeah. It's so not for a big my, deal. My work, we have, um, from the tech part of things, we have kind of system maintenance or system updates that may happen, right? And the team, and, you know, when I talk to them, they really focus on, you don't want to change too many things at one time. Because if one right. of those things go wrong, it's going to be a little bit harder to determine, was it thing one, thing two, thing three? You know, so when it comes to introducing something new, you know, generally speaking, you want to try to isolate it, right? You know, so it doesn't mean you only get one new thing a year, but yeah. if you're changing one thing, don't change another thing that's closely connected to it. Because guess what? Yeah. When one goes to shit, it's going to look like everything is going to shit. Well, I mean, and we experienced that with the podcast this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, we jumped in the video before yeah. we were really ready for it. Yeah. And then we jumped into... Um, well, I think that was really our biggest yeah, hiccup. Yeah. But then, well, you know, we like, jumped in the video before you realize the stress that I go through getting camera ready. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen, it takes a whole team of folks to pull this casual, laid back look off. <laughs> you ain't lying. I'll never forget the first episode we did on um, video, and you sat there like Diane Sawyer. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm yes, that is correct. That is correct. I am. I that is correct. I am growing a tomato in my garden, and it is so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you for asking. 
it oh was my I gosh. was like I remember looking at it being like chill Batavia yeah chill. It, like I really felt my body tensing up and it's so funny because video in general is new to me like I started videoing my other than taking a picture here but actually doing videos for my garden last year yeah. right you know and so but most of that footage is me standing behind the camera um and so we had done episodes and episodes of the podcast so I had warmed up to like what the podcast vibe was gonna yeah. be like but man you put that camera in front of me and I was just like do you want me to wear a blazer <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah meanwhile I'm sitting back with my feet on the desk like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, chill. It's, it's tough you know it's it, and it, you know I did the same thing with the YouTube channel like I mm-hmm. jumped into that this mm-hmm. year and when I was trying to manage stuff in my garden, it just kind of overwhelmed me. So yeah. it's it's doesn't not just for gardening; it's for everything in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Now that directly pertains to gardening because I had a lot going on and it was taking up too much time. Yeah. Which is why we took a what a two month break, mm-hmm, three month mm-hmm. break, and then now we're back, and it's everything's going a lot smoother because we added a piece, and then we did it. And then you do it again. And it's just like in your garden. Mm -hmm. You add a piece, you make sure. Because gardening is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. Your garden is... We want is it to n- be. We want it yeah. to be, yeah. You don't want to start... The worst thing you can do is say, I'm going to start a garden and then go out there and till up a 100 by 50 foot plot and try and grow. Like, yeah. Yeah. with no issue. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's you the know worst what? thing. You want to know an embarrassing story? Mm. Yes, of course I do. So... When I first started this, you know, doing videos and filming stuff and all that, <clears throat> I went out and I was like, all right, I'm going to start filming. I'm going to buy me a uh, high-end drone, top of the line. Mm-hmm. And I went out and spent $11,000 on this drone. Mm-hmm. And I got it and I, I was messing with it. And I already knew how to like film, but I had kind of stepped up. A little bit but what i did is i stepped up too fast mm-hmm. and i had it and i was like i'm not getting the image i want like i don't yeah i don't know what it is and this is like you know years ago and i called the company and they're like oh we'll just send it back and then years later <clears throat> i i sent back the piece that they said and then they gave me another piece and it worked fine the problem was is i jumped up too fast mm-hmm. and bit off more than i can chew yeah. i ended up selling that drone for five hundred dollars i left yeah, yeah. i lost ten thousand and five hundred dollars yeah. because i jumped up too fast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and now it, i look back at it and i had to eat you know some humble pie on that because yeah. i was like damn i just was not prepared and it's the same for this if you go out and you're like i'm gonna start a 100 by 50 foot plot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna i mean you can do it but it's going to yeah. be a lot of stress on you the first couple years. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been thinking about, cause I've already started my reflecting. I've been thinking about some of the things that we've talked about on this up ep- on these episodes, you know, and how my stance has really been kind of start small, but this is someone that dug up her entire front yard, you know? And so yeah. it isn't like do as I say and not as I do, but it comes from a place of, I kind of, uh, baby stepped through you know you're talking about years of getting to the point for that and it doesn't mean that it should take you 10 years to get to a front yard garden or like it, I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is I was able to manage like my expectations I, I was able to manage my disappointments I was able to feel really good about the successes you know when I started <clears throat> small when I had a patch of grass or a patch of dirt in the backyard when I said let me add one raised bed and see what that looks like um, yeah. because again remember my fear is for someone to 
to give up on gardening and failure perceived or real is a really quick way to say you're tossing it. Um, I wanted to go back to the point of the new technique and in particular, um, the connection you made to us in the podcast, right? So Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think when you research your garden technique, it allows you to decide. It doesn't mean that it's going to be foolproof. It doesn't mean that that's exactly the one for you. But once you've researched it, you've decided this is what you're going to do next year or whatever have you. It allows you to stick with it when it gets a little bit tough. Um, But it also, you have to leave room for yourself to say, you may want to cut bait. You know, like you have to give yourself a little bit of grace to decide if you're going to do one thing or another. Because, again, back to the podcast, we took a break and we came back and we're bigger and better in dark rooms now, though, clearly. Um, Your room is plenty bright, just so you know. And dusty rooms, too, because this left eye of mine. Well, and I mean, that's part of it, too, is and that's why, like, if you go back to the detaching portion, that's Mm -hmm. why it's so important, because we had completely detached from that option 100 percent. Like you and I were like, no, I don't even know if we're going to do it. It was easy like Sunday morning, man. I was just like, you know, rolling in like. I felt like I was on vacation. (laughs) You know what I mean? And now, I mean, it's not a big deal, but we came back from that stronger and better. Yeah, I think so. And much more productive. And we redesigned things and did it. And it's the same thing. Like, and you know, just because you research a technique does not mean you have to use that technique. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there is a lot of techniques that I've been like, I I think I'm going to try that. So one in particular, I was looking and starting a compost pile inside of my greenhouse to create heat. And I just went there and I was like, you know what? That's not for me. Mm -hmm, I'm not mm going to do it. You know, I just, I don't want to, even though in my head I was like, I'm doing this. Damn it. You can't stop me. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm running the gamut with this, damn it. I'm going to do the whole thing. And I just came back and I was like, no, it's, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. You You know, know, this isn't uh, one for me is the single, uh, stem, uh, tomato plants. This is the second year that I have, I've, so remember, if I'm doing it, I've probably researched it for at least three previous years. So I, I've read and watched like countless videos on how it's done, the potential benefits. And I tried it last year, abandoned it. You know, yeah. tried it this year, abandoned it. Now, as I was researching it, I was kind of like, eh, like this, de- this doesn't feel like what I really want to do. But on the flip side of it, it fed into my desire to grow more plants. Right. right. You know, and so it again, year two of it just didn't stick for me. And the no. reality is I don't look at that as a loss in time when it came to researching it or when it came to trying it. Right. Now no. I know that's just not my jam. You know, you um, learn something, too. Yeah, and now you yeah. can help people and spread the knowledge. Yeah. And now we you have the outlet to do that more so. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because. You know, I did the same thing. I tried to do single stemming potatoes a while ago and was like, no, nah, this, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, it did not feel right to me because I had to cut so much off the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Tomatoes as, for you, right? Single stemming tomatoes? Yes, yeah, single okay. stemming tomatoes. But, <clears throat> you know, there's this, and this is also a time, go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, embrace mm-hmm. the rabbit hole and go down it. Excellent point, yeah. Go down that rabbit hole and learn about as much as you can so then you can dwindle down like go in there with a plan and say this is what I want to learn about 
Mm-hmm. Let that rabbit hole take you, man. Let the social dilemma kick in. Let them advertise to you and find out what you want. And then you can come out and say, no, I don't yeah. want to do that. This isn't good. This is going to take way too long, too yeah. much effort. Nope, too expensive. But this right here, I'm all yeah. about this. Like, I feel like this is really going to work for me. Yeah. Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and couldn't I think agree that's more. important. Yeah. Because yeah. there aren't I, competing um, needs, too. It's not like you're in the garden and like, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. You know, so I absolutely. I mean, how many times when you're in the garden do you pull out your phone and Google something? All the time. And all the time. let me make another note. So I'm going to add another note on that. You don't need to research everything. Right. You know, so there's no there's no formula to how much or how little, um, you know, I would absolutely say, like you said, don't restrict yourself, but don't, you know, don't spend all of December all waking right. hours researching things, you know, all of the things. Right. We have to get to the recipe of the day, but I want to finish this little topic out because I didn't think this one was going to be as um, talked about as much as it mm-hmm. is. But as we talked about and flushed it out. I think it's it's really important and, you know, start out your research with an idea, mm-hmm. you know, start out with an idea and then think about like, I mean, it's just like anything anybody tells you in school, like write an outline, write your wishes, write a ch- checklist, get your notebook out. Don't be like Batavia and use your phone because that's just lame. Be old school, get a notebook. And, um, you know, cause a, a new gardener will have a lot of ideas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and they will have seen a lot of things yeah. this year and they will, you know, especially now with like social media yeah. and internet and everything. And, you know, we've, we've done the social media gardening podcast, mm-hmm. go back and listen to it because it's so important. But just because Batavia does it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I need to do it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Just because Batavia was super successful in her cage baby mm-hmm. does not mean her cage baby 2.0 yes. does not mean that I need to go and build myself a cage baby 3.0. Yeah. You and know you know what? what? I mean? It's such an excellent point because in that example, I get a lot of comments around the cage baby, everything from like, how long did it take to build? And but it also is around the conversation of these are people that have problems and they see the cage, maybe 2.0. They've had the same problems or similar problems that I have. And they're thinking that may be a solution for it. I don't think it, people are just like, Oh, that looks cool. And I want that thing for the cage right. baby in particular, but you bring up an excellent point because every technique isn't for everyone. Um, right. But feel free to, you know, spread your wings when it comes to, I want my garden to look a certain way. And there are certain techniques that complement that. I want a certain level of production, you know, for my garden. Yeah. There's certain techniques that speak to that, you know, so that could be as simple as your idea when you go to the interweb, you know. Well, it's like people that do the three sisters garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with what the three sisters garden is, it's when you grow corn, green beans and squash together, just like the native Americans did back mm-hmm. in the day. And, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that shit is sexy sounding. You know what I mean? Like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's sexy. I ain't going to do it. I'm not interested in doing it whatsoever. You I know what? 0% chance of me doing it. You know what? It's on my list of research and it's on my list of research, not because of the corn piece. Like, um, I want something to help deter some of the problems I have had with squash, but I'm already coming in saying, cause I've read people use like, um, sunflowers instead of the the corn right well it doesn't do anything for bugs okay so um 
the point I was trying to get to, thank you. Okay. What? <laughs> that's something Somebody that I'm not. Somebody took your sassy pill. Yeah. So that's not. Um, and I totally was sassy at the top of this before we came in, but I was trying to mask it and try to yeah, front. Yeah. I knew it. Uh-huh, I knew it. Uh-huh, I called yeah. you out. Totally you were like, came yeah. in. Like, nope, I'm not sassy. I'm feeling real good. You know? Like bullshit. Uh, um, but, you know, I've worked my way out of it, I think. This is just normal yeah. sass. Uh, yeah. Although I was full on sass mode and I had a call this morning for work and I was just like, you know, full on. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I'm not was certain. That call. Yeah, I'm not certain if that method is for me, but I'm kind of, right. it's on my list of researching because I want to rule it out. Because well, you're it right. Sings like it to is. Me. Yeah, it is. You know, I would have never described it as sexy, but I could co sign on that. Right. It's like, yeah. I feel like it's something that I want to do in my garden, but is it really? You know? Well, I mean, if you think about it and like think about my style, I've said this a thousand times. Like, I'm an old school style gardener. Like, I like the history of it. I like all that stuff. And there ain't nothing more historical than doing a three sisters garden. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. straight up American history. Mm-hmm. And I just have zero interest in doing it, you know? And I mean, even this year, like my wife is basically forcing me to grow corn, which I have zero interest in growing that as well. Never have. But even though I'm going to be growing every single thing that goes with it, I'm still not going to do the three sisters. Cause it's just, it's not, I'm not interested at all. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah, you know, and I see a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it, and it's just not for me. Yeah, and so a part of my research is me understanding like what are the true benefits. You know, I know there's some soil components and feeding into the soil and all. Because to be quite honest, I'm a lover of corn, and I love to grow my own corn. You know, there are a whole bunch of questions around corn and corn crops, um, but I can be okay not eating squash. You yeah. know, and so that's a third of this whole space. That is yeah. dedicated to a vegetable that, you know, I can throw in a container and enjoy, you know, the handful of uh, veggies I'm going to get for it, you know? So, so yeah, well, I mean, I we, think the, the idea though we, is, go ahead. the idea though is, um, it sounds good. It speaks right. to my ears, but if I had like, you know, an acre of land, maybe I give it a whirl. Because maybe it is something that I really would it would really work in my space, but for now, for me, the jury's probably going to say no to it. But I do yeah. want to I, I want to put in a little bit more time to say, okay, this I understand this, and generally it speaks to my overall knowledge for gardening and or knowledge with gardening, and you know I have that desire to grow that too. Yeah, and I mean, if so, when we do the companion planting 2.0 episode, mm-hmm. because I've done a. Like I said, I was going to do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because there's a whole lot around it that, mm-hmm. again, makes it sexy, but I don't know if it's really worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's all about, you know, what are you willing to do? That's yeah. really basically For what it, you so. want. For what you want. So, and now that I've aired my dirty laundry and said that I care 0% about doing a Three Sisters Garden, which I feel like is like sinning in the gardening world because Mm. I feel like almost everybody does it. Like I see it all the time, Mm. all the time. And it just feels wrong to me, but I don't know. You you know, you want to, after the the break, we're going to come back. I'm going to tell you an opinion about that. Okay. Well, Batavia said it first. Batavia's going to come back with the recipe of the day. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company 
a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at SanDiegoSeedCompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. Okie dokie smoky. All right, so um, this has nothing to do with me being so hungry. Um, I actually had prepared this recipe in my head already, um, but it is a twofer. First up is um, roasted or baked sweet potato and mushroom tacos. I mean, who's making this stuff up? Damn it. I am. Yeah, 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 man. Um, And there is a breakfast version of this for traditional breakfast people. Not for me. Um, But the recipe starts with a few key ingredients. You're going to have a, you know, taco shells, whether it's flour or corn is fine. Grab those, set those aside. You're going to either take the sweet potatoes that you grew or the sweet potatoes that you purchased from the store. Either is fine by me. Um, And then you're going to get, I'm going to use for reference, portobello mushrooms. You can use any mushrooms you want, but just from when I talk about kind of size and how much um, for each person, I want to kind of reference the size of a portobello mushroom. You're also going to have some fun with things like red onions and a few different seasonings. All right, so sweet potatoes. You can cut them in two different ways. If it's a large sweet potato or even a medium-sized sweet potato, I recommend uh, taking the skin off and then cutting them uh, in strips. So you want the thickness of a potato wedge for this for me. And this, there's no real rule here. You can do how you want. But for me, I want the thickness of a potato wedge. But I want to try to keep the shape of it uh, more strip-like because that's going to be easier to load into your taco at the end of this. Um, so cut up your sweet potatoes. One medium-sized sweet potato per person is a pretty good reference um a couple if they're small um and then a large sweet potato probably could feed up to three people you're going to take your uh, mushrooms you're going to set them aside because you're going to cook these separately i know what you're thinking nope we're not going to toss them in together just yet so your sweet potatoes are cut and you're gonna i'm i use oil in my cooking um so there is a couple of things you can do here um we're always trying to kind of refine things to make sure that they're optimal when it comes to being healthy um well most always so you can take um a cooking sheet we're cookie sheet we're going to preheat our oven to 400 degrees we're going to take a cookie sheet or baking sheet and if you don't want to use much oil spray it with a cooking spray like a pam or something like that Um, if you're okay with using oil you can use uh, extra virgin olive oil you can use coconut oil which would add an interesting flavor Um, you want something that's light though so let's not go with any of like the crisco's or anything like that no frying oil here because we want to coat the sweet potatoes because we're going to put them in the oven but i want you to get them crisp um so Coat the sweet potatoes lightly. Uh, Your seasoning can be what your taste buds say. So minimally salt. Um, You can use something like cayenne pepper for a little bit of zing. Cumin is a favorite of, it seems like, every American now. Uh, So you can sprinkle it lightly on those, on the sweet potatoes. 
put them in the oven for if you do thin slices you can put them in the oven for about 20 minutes if you have smaller sweet potatoes it may be easier for you to remove the skin and chop them in dices like dice them up instead Um, the key is going to be however you cut your sweet potatoes that's what we're going to do to our mushrooms so you have them in the oven 400 degree fahrenheit for about 20 minutes, keep an eye on it. Cause remember I cook for my living room. Um, so it could be 18 minutes, it could be 22 minutes, uh, but you want to make sure they're cooked, uh, throughout. And they're also a bit crisp. You don't want kind of your soggy. You don't want it to be like kind of the texture of a baked sweet potato. That's not what we're going for. We're going to move on while the sweet potatoes are in there kind of roasting and baking. And we're going to move on to our mushrooms. Now I said lightly season your sweet potatoes because a lot of us that cook with mushrooms know that it basically takes on the flavor for what you're cooking in. Um, So I am also going to say this is an opportunity for you to use no oil and instead you can use um, just a little bit of water to kind of soften those up with a saute, right? This is where you're going to kind of load in your seasoning though. So salt, pepper, you can again kind of pepper it up with cayenne pepper. You can do uh, chipotle powder if you have it. You could do a smoked paprika. Like you can have some fun here. Um, So you're going to season up your mushrooms. Again, if you slice your sweet potatoes, slice your mushrooms. If you chopped your sweet potatoes, I recommend chopping your mushrooms. You want the same size bite. And you're going to put them in the skillet. Uh, about the time it takes for you to cook your sweet potatoes is about the time you're going to take it to cook your mushrooms. You don't have to worry about the texture of these. You're not going to get them crisp, you know, in the skillet, which is fine. This is where your other condiments come in. So I'm going to use a red onion. I'm going to use it and I'm going to cut it into like slivers. Um, I'm not going to cook it. I'm going to add it raw, my preference. You take your sweet potatoes out. Um, If you're really paying attention to your stove, you can actually slide in your, like if you put the sweet potatoes on the top rack, you can slide in your tortilla shells on the second rack just to heat them. We're not going to get them all super duper crisp because we want them to fold like a taco. Um, If you're not paying attention to your stove, like I often don't do, take your sweet potatoes out, toss in your tortillas just to heat them slightly, maybe two minutes tops. Um, and then take the tortillas out, load in your, you see that? That's me loading in the sweet potatoes, load in your mushrooms, and then you can add your onions. I wouldn't do cheese or anything like that. My preference not to, but you can do some fun salsa and something sweet, spicy, maybe. Uh, You can definitely add avocado. That's going to speak to those flavors as well. Uh, And so then you have roasted sweet potato and mushroom tacos the bonus the twofer you can sub in mushrooms for eggs to make it a breakfast taco so everything else stays the same and just toss in some eggs or you could add eggs too you can do anything you want it's your world are you familiar with water sauteing yeah 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 i don't do it often but i know how to do it yeah we uh we go over it on um an episode of the backyard kitchen coming Mm -hmm. soon to Mm -hmm. a tv near you yeah but um we, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with how to water saute, it's alien to a lot of people. But um, you start, with, like, let's say you're doing onions, mushrooms, and peppers. Mm-hmm. You would do the onions first, no oil. 
Mm-hmm. And when they start to brown, as soon as they start to stick, you just pour a little water in. Yeah. Scrape them around. Yeah. And then as soon as they stick, you just add, and you just keep doing that. And then once they kind of cook down a little bit, then you would add your your mushrooms and your peppers and stuff like that, yeah. you know, in the order you normally would. And they still get that creamy, you know, sauteed look, flavor yeah. and everything. So, and you know where and it's I've... a good way to cut down that fat too. I mean, a ridiculous amount of fat that you just don't need. Mm-hmm. There are two places that where that speaks to me. Um, I have a good friend that I work with who's a vegan. He and his wife have been for many, many years. And so in our conversations, cause you know, our conversations aren't weekly like yours and, and mine are, but when yeah. we have our conversations about non-random work things, it's always, you know, we're picking up gems from each other. Um, but that's something that I picked up from him and I use it when I'm trying to lose weight because yeah. it's very like if you had a camera on you and you didn't know it the amount of oil that we typically use like everything from marinating to adding some oil to saute something to looking away to realizing oh it's dried up but it's not completely cooked to adding more oil to more oil when i um and we can talk about this in some of our 2021 episodes the only way I've been successful when it comes to dropping some pounds is literally counting calories among other things. Yeah. And every time I do that and I realize again, I'm reminded how much, how many calories oil has in it. I'm just like, gosh, throw it all away. But then once yeah. I get to the point of my goal for weight, I go back to it. Um, but so yeah, I am familiar with, we need to have sauteing. a whole nutrition episode. I think, I think that yeah. would be fun I think because so too. it goes hand in hand with gardening because mm-hmm. You can keep the flavors of your vegetables true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not mask them as much, and then you really know what you're eating. But yeah, that's an excellent, anyways. an excellent um, plus there. Leonard, can you add that to the 2021 calendar? Okay, he's on it. Mm-hmm. Don't mess it up either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be like 2023. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? Why are we just not yeah, talking about we this? We were supposed to do that. Everybody's <laughs> gonna be emailing us. Uh, yeah. So, um, you were gonna put a pin in something. What was that? Yeah. Uh, are we we're an hour and 20 in so we can be controversial um so the three sisters gardening and you said it feels like everyone's doing it um personal opinion and i mean i'm reflecting i can say what i want to say right i think that some things like that um are done and spoken about to kind of flex your garden skills it's almost like wait a minute you're not you don't you're not using the three sisters method like, no, I'm not, you know, I can live. Oh, you're talking about garden flex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that that is. I can is... see that being an issue. I don't know, man. I'm not sold on that, but I can see that, you know, that, yeah. And I mean, I don't really want to go down this path. But, yeah, you know, no, you... I know. I, well, I'm not dragging you there. Well, I know you just personally, me into it. I know personally for you, that's not the thing and that's not a no. thing, right? But I do know that, um, I mean, we, we could get back into the whole point. Yeah, I'm just bamming all on the mic. We can get back to the whole point of um, the need and the reason and the roots for that. We're not going to go there in this episode. But there's some things that if we go back two bullets up on the checklist that we do because we think it seems like, okay, this is going to work. And there are other things that we do because we're trying to solve a problem and we're changing things, right? Right. Uh, and there's sometimes some things in between. Um, I'm, I'd be surprised if people, as an example, that are using the three sisters gardening method, like that technique, that they're like, I want to grow all of the corn, all of the beans, all of the, you know, squash. Yeah. I don't think that's it. Anyway. So 
What do you have a garden flex that you do? I think my in recent years, my garden harvest is a garden flex. You know, it's a it's a moment of like I'm uber proud. Um, you know, it's a you know, look ma, I grew, you know, nine hundred pounds of tomatoes. is Is there a technique? That oh, you would, that you um, do that's a garden flex. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think that I'm not talking garden cliches. I'm not talking that. That's different than a garden flex. Um, I'm gonna say no because my style is well, shit. I'm not sure, but come along with me, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and if I'm sure, I'm sure, right? You know, so um, I'm gonna go with a no. I don't think I have a garden flex. Do you think you have yeah. one? No, I, well, I mean, do you think I have one? Obviously, no. my garden is my garden and yeah. it just, it's mine. And I don't really care what you think about it because yeah. it's my garden. Yeah. And I don't grow my garden for anybody else but my family and me. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, productivity, sure, that could be a flex, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, no, I don't think there's a flex in, yeah. in gardening for me. But I could see where that would be an issue for some people. I don't want to see for a say for a lot of people. No, no, no. Of course not. There are because people that again, are true to the game when it comes to that. But there are other garden flexes. This was just an example. Yeah. yeah. But you know, for me, I, I just think it's a sexy ass idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's garden history basically. Yeah. You know, it's just like burying a fish under your crops. You know, like like they did back in the day. Mm-hmm. So you know. You don't see me out there burying fish. Mm-mm, no. And no. I have access to fish and I don't bury fish. So yeah. first of all, because I know for a fact something would come up and dig up my garden. So So wait, 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 wait. Real quick sidetrack. Um I was um I was going by one of my girlfriend's homes and it's my first time going to her house. Just moved in this year. And um it's in a suburban area, which I point out because some of those places they've built, I mean, it's probably 20 years old, right? But they the places they've built, they're still connected to a lot of wildlife. Like you're just right off the forest, right? Right. And so I pulled up and it was dark. It wasn't nighttime, but you know, this time of year it's dark at 4 30. And as soon as I pulled up, I saw a possum or an opossum. And the pause and like, I was in my car still and like the, like gripping of the steering wheel. And I was talking with a second friend of mine, like when I walk out of my doors, I'm on the lookout for squirrels and for stray cats. Like that's what I'm surveying the area for. But when I pulled up to her house and when I finally got out of the car, it's kind of like, no, possums will, they'll scatter, you know, as soon as they kind of hear or see you. But I was just like... (laughs) <laughs> like I, don't, I know there's not gonna be a face-off but in my mind because you know they're closer to in my mind right and that's what gives me the nervousness i've actually seen um a couple in my neighborhood in the middle of the city yeah. and it scares the shit out of me i've seen one in my front yard before i had the front yard garden and i saw one a mile away from here still in the same kind of urban area and uh yeah scary i cannot wait for you to come down here that's all I'm going to say. Mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. The same girlfriend and I were talking and she was like, you know, want some ideas about what to do with her yard. And now I'm kind of like daylight hours, hon. Like this is what, <laughs> yeah. as soon as the sun starts setting, I'm out of here, you know, so. Yeah. Let the wild things play. Uh, another reason why I would love to have a farm one day, but I don't think I'm built for it. You could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I mean, I know it. I can do it. But the anxiety around it, you know, the ulcers that would brutal. develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So let's just go over the last one. Okay. And I know that it's like, oh, some of these were just kind of like janky and giveaways, but this one's really important too. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's use the herbs you grew and use them. You know, use your vegetables and stuff that you have left over and enjoy them. Make some teas. You know, a lot of people have herb gardens and herbs are not just for eating. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of cilantro teas and mint Mm -hmm. teas and rosemary teas and lavender teas and chamomile and all that stuff. So, you know, get creative with some of that stuff that you have. And, um, you know, if you've canned something like Mm -hmm. I think this is the best time to like crack the top off a can and eat it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And enjoy your, you know, the fruits of your labor. Yeah. You I know? think when, when we were writing the, these, I think I want to say that this was very intentionally the last bullet, but that's so critical. So I give you crap about herb gardens because they're it, like, there's certain herbs that I use in cooking. And a lot of them aren't the ones that, you know, I would see at the big box store when it came to them selling transplants. So in my right. mind, it's like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't know. I can't think of one I, you know, off the top of my head, but I'm not going to use that. So I'm not going to grow it. But when I started to, you know, kind of expand out into seeds, you know, and starting seeds, it's like, okay, wait, hold on. I mean, you and I both know anything I have in my, my, um, seasoning cabinet or drawer or whatever is something that's grown somewhere. Um, and I think that when it comes to, you know, your herbs and your seasonings. This is one one more way to look at saving some money. Because you want to talk about, for me in the city, what's expensive? Freaking tea. Yeah. You know, uh, there was going to be a hard effort with that one. Like, any number of um, seasonings, anything besides salt and pepper, I mean, you got to go into, you know, a loan officer to buy. Yeah. Shit's expensive, Yeah, I mean, man. you know, I buy... Well, I don't buy. I used to buy mint tea, so I decided to grow it. And you get a box up for, like, what, five bucks? Mm-hmm, get, mm-hmm. like, maybe 20 bags if you're lucky. And for $3, because I bought transplants, yeah. I got three pounds of tea in one wow, year. Wow, man, yeah. Three pounds of tea. I mean, you're talking about a fraction of a penny yeah. per serving. Yeah. So, and I mean, I still I can't drink it all. You know what I mean? It's like I just drink it, drink it, drink it. So... Um, it's so important to take this, this time and especially coming into the holidays and share it with your families Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, because more often than not, I feel fairly safe that a lot of people have at least frozen something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from their garden. Yeah. And some people still have things that they're pulling out of their garden. This is also such a good time to figure out what you really enjoy and not so much. Remember, yeah. you know, another month or so from now, we're we're planning. We're in planning mode. So, do you really want insert herb name? Maybe you right. really weren't feeling it. You know, yeah. did you research other ways to use it? You know, so yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, you know, and that's why I, I focused on tea when we wrote that one because it's a fun way to try new things. I mean, there's basil tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's Thai basil teas and stuff like that, and. You know, there's just a new way to use what you've grown out thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, it's just it's important. So yeah, and I mean, I that's a you know, that's an easy one, but it had I felt like it had to be said. Yeah. So 
Good Use job. what you grew, damn it. Don't waste it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like, especially like cilantro right now, because a lot of people, as long as it's not like ice, ice cold, cilantro likes cool weather. Mm-hmm. It's something so. I learned, I think this year, last year, maybe. What? But yeah. That shit bolts quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quick. So that's it. That's the first month of winter checklist. Yeah. Feeling good about it? I'm feeling really good. Well, you know, this is my jam. Like all of this, this is like, know. you know, yeah, this is like on steroids because all of these things are the things I try to do throughout the year. Uh, it's what I'm doing at 1:45 in the morning and now I can do it, you know, in the afternoon, sip it on some tea, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Do you have anything to tell the good people before we close this out? I'm still not wearing socks. Still not wearing socks. Nope. Thank God for that. It's not cold yet. <laughs> so look, on the Backyard Gardens um, YouTube page, we have uh, Batavia just did a video about rebounding mm-hmm. uh, vegetables that have gotten a freeze. So check that out. And I'm doing a little mini series on composting, um, which, you know, after our last conversation, mm-hmm. I think I felt was very important. So I decided yeah. to do a little series on it. And for the next housekeeping items, I want you to remember composting and bring it up mm-hmm. for the next episode, because I, I definitely want to talk about why your garden was, I cracked the code. I know why your garden is successful. I know exactly what it is now. So, um, we're going to talk such about a that. Tease. Like there's a moment in that I, I said, you know, no, let me research it. I'm like, nope, let them do the work. The work is done. So now I'm like, I want to know now, like when we <laughs> press stop from recording, like, but okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. So okay. the next episode, we're definitely going to, we're not even going to do a listener question. I'm just going to say that. So, okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, Lots of lots of research went into that, but um, yeah. So look, you guys, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We hope you guys are happy and healthy. Um, wear your mask, stay safe. Check out our YouTube. Check out our Instagram, and share us with everybody you can that gardens because they need to know the truth, man. Mm-hmm. They need to know it. Garden truth. And um, mm-hmm. if you need some backyard garden swag. We got the hookup, so help support the podcast. And uh, we love you guys, and we will see you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. If you want to continue the conversation or just see what we've been up to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'd love to see your gardens and what you've been up to. So tag your photos with hashtag BYG podcast and we'll share them and help you out with whatever kind of issues you have. We just, we love seeing what you guys are doing. And if you want to see some videos that we were producing, uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'll be posting clips and podcasts and recipes and vlogs and greenhouse stuff and all that good stuff. Everything to keep your garden soul happy. So head on over to our social media pages and give us a like, a follow and a subscribe. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change. And we're going to call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.